This is the Thoughtful Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Kendall of the notaballerina.com travel blog. Every episode, I'll share travel tales from several fellow travel lovers, and together we hope to entertain and inspire you, remind you of some of your own great travel experiences, and encourage you to hit the road again soon. big welcome to episode 200 of the Thoughtful Travel Podcast. I've been so excited about this milestone of 200 episodes. It seems big. I don't know. I can't really believe that I've sat down and, and made this thing 200 times because it seems like a lot of work, but I have enjoyed every minute of it over the last four and a bit years. Now for episode 200, I um, first want to shout a big thank you out to all my fabulous, wonderful listeners. I know some of you have listened right back since 2016, and many of you have gone back to listen to all the episodes way back from episode one once you've found the, the podcast, and I love you all for that. I'm constantly surprised that people want to listen to me rabbiting on about travel and uh, I understand why they want to listen to my awesome guests. So that's good. But um, anyway, thank you very much, everyone. So because it's really all about the listeners for this really special celebration episode, I decided to talk to some of my listeners. So I put the offer up in the Facebook group, in the Thoughtful Travelers Facebook group, and I had so many listeners offer. I was kind of surprised. I thought maybe one or two would you know, be keen to chat. And I thought otherwise it might be a bit, I don't know, intimidating or weird. But I had heaps offer and I managed to coordinate um, six interviews right across the world in time for this episode. Now, I had such fabulous chats with them. Um, I'm afraid that some of the stories they told me have I've had to cut short because there was just too many stories, but they're so good. So, in fact... Uh, this special uh, listener interview episode will run over episode 200 and episode 201 because there was definitely just too much good stuff. So anyway, I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed each and every one of these interviews. And I guess I rediscovered what I already knew that um, listeners of the Thoughtful Travel podcast might be diverse in age and culture and location but they are very like-minded in their love of travel and the way that they know it makes a difference for both them and the world. So it was every conversation was one I could have, you know, could have held for hours. Now, first up, I asked all my listener guests to introduce themselves and to say where they listen to the Thoughtful Travel podcast. Hi, I'm Lily and I'm currently based in the UK. I live near London. I'm originally from Melbourne, but I've grown up in London since I was eight. And I listen to the Thoughtful Travel podcast absolutely everywhere. Um, it's been part of my life for about a year and a half now. Um, and I've listened on transport. I've listened on my travels. I've listened at work, if I'm not concentrating too hard. I've listened <laughs> on walks all around the world. Um, absolutely everywhere. Yeah, hi, my name is Anuj and I live in Melbourne, Australia. And I listen to your podcast during my morning walks. Where do you go on those morning walks? Uh, I just go around the block, so usually about half an hour to 45 minutes every day. So I have plenty of time and uh, I I always am waiting for your podcast to turn up so that it's the first thing I do. Uh, so keen waiting every day. <laughs> okay, I'm Anna. I'm living in Oslo and I listen to your wonderful podcast at 4, 5 a.m. It's very early, Amanda, 
but this is my flying start of my day. <laughs> and this is really true. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is very early. <laughs> yes, at, at my age, we were a little earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so you get up, listen to the podcast, and then start your day. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now, Anna, you're actually originally from Italy, right? Yes. Where I in am. Italy? Oh, um, I'm from, from the southern of Apulia. Okay. Hello, my name's Jane. I'm from Perth. Um, uh, here with Amanda. And um, I usually listen to the podcast on my way to work in the car or sitting on the train with earplugs in my ears. And I love it. It's great. Uh, hi, I'm Richie. So I live in the UK. Um, I'm from Nottingham, um, a rural kind of village on the outskirts of Nottingham. So hmm, around an hour, an hour's drive away from the city centre. Um, but it's uh, a really nice place to live um, in Sherwood Forest. Yeah, so I normally listen to the podcast. Well, it used to be um, on the tram or in the car on the way to work. Um, obviously, that's changed a little bit now. So I've got Lots of different times in, in which I can listen to the podcast, but generally I like to sit down next to the window, have a look outside um, with a nice cup of tea um, and listen to all the interesting stories, um, of which there are always many. Okay. Uh, my name is Genevieve Gay. I live in Haida Gwaii, British Columbia, Canada, on the unceded territory of the Haida Nation. That's the local First Nations here. Um Haida Gwaii is a mystical, magical place. It's full of beaches uh, up north and mountains down south and rainforest in the uh, northernmost way of having a rainforest. And as I was saying earlier, it's the land of plenty. It's just a place where there's abundance everywhere and it's the perfect place to be. It sounds amazing. Now, when you listen to the Thoughtful Travel podcast, where are you usually? I, tell me you're like wandering in this amazing nature. Yes. Well, okay. So normally I'm, I'm a, quite a traveler myself, but during these times I've been in Haida Gwaii for the longest period of time straight that I've ever been here and that I've been here since February. So usually I work in camps um, out in the bush and I've listened to the Thoughtful Travel podcast there and I've listened to it um, at lighthouse stations. I work there as well. So I'm a lighthouse keeper and I've downloaded episodes of yours and listened to them there. But while I'm in Haida Gwaii, Recently, I've been listening to my podcast while roller skating straight down the road like I do because there's not a lot of traffic here. There's only 5,000 people that live on this island, so I can go right down the middle line of the road and roller skate with my speaker blaring, and I listen to it then while my dog pulls me down the road on his leash, or I do it walking along our beautiful beaches, and you know, sometimes your voice gets drowned out by the surf. And- <laughs> I'll try and speak louder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you could scream next time, that'd be great. Um, so, yeah, if you can picture it, that's kind of the places that I brought your podcast and have been able to travel while being in one place. I'm now putting being listened to by a lighthouse keeper on a remote lighthouse as the coolest place my podcast has ever been listened to. So if you can beat that, do get in touch and let me know. But now you know a bit about the listeners that I've been chatting to, and obviously you can tell that they are absolutely awesome. And the next thing I asked them about was to tell me some of the episodes or stories that they can remember. So these uh, first few tales are things that I'm surprised at the detail and the 
Um, you know, I mean, my listeners actually really listened. Goodness me, my 10-year-old son never listens to me. <laughs> it's much nicer to hear from my listeners. Um, it's just been so heartwarming to hear about the episodes that kind of stuck with them or the stories that they have, uh, you know, have really remembered after all this time. It's really, really hard to choose, to be honest, which episode um, is my favourite. Um, there's so many interesting stories, and that's what I love because there's so much variety in every episode. But the ones that have been the most interesting to me are the ones about slow travel, because I think in the past, going on like European holidays with my family, it was all about hitting so many different destinations within a certain period of time, and it was always boom, 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 you know, next place, next place. Um, but not really like slowing down and getting to know the place where you're actually staying. I've tried to introduce that into my travel a lot more in the past few years anyway, not through a kind of a conscious effort, just because I've, you know, I just kind of find it interesting to get to know what local life is like. But listening to other, you know, you know, different re- uh, listeners and things like that on what they think about the whole slow travel kind of thing and, and your views as well has been really interesting um, because I just think, you know, I've got my whole life ahead of me to go and explore that other places within a certain country and do slow travel all over again, but somewhere else. Mm-hmm. With with slow travel, um, it's hard when you've got kind of a, a nine to five job and you've got so many holidays per year. But I do think you can kind of introduce that even on a, a two week holiday in, in some form. It's not all about, you know, even if you're not going somewhere for a, a year long, for example, you can try and introduce that as much to, to every trip, I think. Before I started listening to the podcast, I don't really think I thought of it as a, a thing like slow travel. Um, but now I know it's kind of a, you know, I am making a conscious effort to to do that more as well now. But, you know, just trying to get into local life and get to know local people as well. I think it's so interesting. There's a few and there's one that's particularly pertinent now, but I'll start with the others. Okay. So, I mean, I am very uh, into Russia. I've always been into Russia and I'm kind of coveting the idea of going there, I, I can't just throw myself into it. I'm taking a lot of Russian lessons right now, just using Duolingo. And um, I've read a number of books on it. It's very unlike me. I'm usually just dive into a place and just see what it's all about and kind of meet people and find out all about the culture and that kind of stuff. But with Russia, it's different. I've always wanted to go there since I was a kid. So there's some episodes you did on the Trans-Siberian Railway, which I know you've done Mm -hmm. and you've had wonderful experiences with that. And I just remember as a kid being especially kind of curious about Siberia and always having wanting to go there, even though everyone I speak to is discouraging me from going. So I want to go there by bicycle. And everyone's like, I mean, I took a Russian lesson in Winnipeg. I went to school there a few years ago. And there was a Russian lady there that was like, you want to go to Russia? Do you value your life biking? You don't do you devalue you your life because you should not be biking. You know, she said it's something like that. And I'm like, okay, wait a second. I think this is a great idea. I thought I think people are people everywhere. So I'm just assuming that people in Russia would be fantastic, just just like people have been all around the world. But anyway, so there's something about Russia that's very intriguing to me. So any of those stories have really uh, hit home for me. So I'm really looking forward to that. It will happen when the time is right. 
Um, other ones I really have liked are the uncommon travel destination episodes. So you had one that was titled that and then some about Afghanistan and Iran. And these are all places that kind of really get me thinking, wow, this this would be an amazing place to go. And always for me, it's always by foot or by bicycle or some kind of odd way of doing it where you really get in there um, and meet people. So those have been really cool. When I went back and looked through, one that actually really stuck with me was um, from episode 133. It was the big trips that changed everything. And the story from Dean O'Shea in that one um, where he he recently graduated and he went to hike the Pacific Crest Trail in California. Um, and he was 10 days in. He'd stopped in this meadow for a week. It sounded idyllic and um, and he had a sort of uh, a change of heart and decided to go home. Um, but at that point, his mother contacted him um, with some difficulty, but she got through um, and said that his father had died suddenly. Mm. Um, and what a shock that was for him and it took him a week to get back, depending fully on the kindness of strangers who helped him along the way. And I just remember being completely taken aback by that story I listened to it actually walking around Melbourne when I was there last year and I was away from my immediate family on a very very different trip probably less physically demanding but it was just such a reminder of what's important and um, to remember that you know family's always there and sometimes you've got to do what you've got to do and people are there to help you so I thought that was an incredible story. Yeah, me too. I remember. I mean, I, I actually get chills with you retelling it to me, even though I know the story very well. But <laughs> yeah, it just made such an impression to me, on me as well. Yeah. And there's so many, there's you know, there's tragic parts of it. There's so many beautiful parts of it too. And the fact that, mm. yeah, he was helped out by all these strangers to be able to get him home. Um, yeah, amazing. Yeah, it was. And um, that he went back and finished two years later, he said. Um, yeah. Which must have been must have been really something to do that. I mean, mentally and emotionally, physically as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. What an incredible story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, wow. Um, isn't it interesting that you can even remember exactly where you were when you listened? I think that's. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I actually remember I was walking across a bridge and I stopped at that moment. I was sort of so shocked by the story. Um, so yeah, that one really stuck with me. This was very, very, very difficult. I, it's, it's really, it's so difficult to choose one episode. So anyway, I, 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 enjoy, I enjoy very much the episode about the locals. Ah, yes. Encounter, encounter with locals. And, um, and it's, it's, it's really difficult to answer, Amanda. Um, I remember, for instance, the episode with the women chain in Morocco. It's a, it's a, it's a, a, a old episode. Yes, another so, one. It, yeah, and so this is this is the. I'm I'm very fascinated from the episode where we can learn by encountering encountering each other. So yes. I Go think on. telling stories is one of the best way to be to uh, to to know each other. Collect stories, give is stories further, and uh, build build relationships. So um, yeah, 
It's just so special to me to hear all of these uh, memories that my listeners have of particular episodes, especially episodes that I've really loved putting together as well. What also struck me was that with many of the listeners I interviewed, when they started to tell me about their favourite episodes, it also led them down the path of remembering their own similar travel experiences, which is fabulous because that's one of the things I really want this podcast to do is to help people reminisce about their own fabulous times out on the road. So here's a couple of examples of that. I was looking through all the previous episodes that you had and I, I love the ones where things go wrong. Um, we've had, we we seem to have a few disasters that follow us around. <laughs> <laughs> um, and particularly one in New Zealand, we were in New Zealand about three or four years ago now and um, we were um, travelling around, driving around and staying at a, we ended up staying in Hawke's Bay in Napier, beautiful beautiful art deco town down there and we were on the uh, so we were staying at a um, on the ground floor of the seaside lodge or something across the road from the beach beautiful and went to bed as usual and at midnight we were woken up by the room just we could feel the walls just moving around this huge earthquake oh gosh <laughs> and so we um so we both woke up with the start and and you know the whole the whole building i think it was about four floors above us so <laughs> It was really rocking. <laughs> and then it stopped and I, I sort of looked at my husband and I said, oh, my God, what are we going to do? So I said, look, let's just get dressed for a start. That's a good start and we'll pack up our bags. And I, I don't know a quick way out of town, so we're across the road from the beach. So let's think about this. If a tsunami hits, we're heading upstairs. Um, we went outside for a minute, but there was lots of sort of young screaming people just running around and we were like, okay, we don't want to deal with this. So we went back inside and shut the door. <laughs> and, I, and I said to my husband, like, you know, we have to think practically here. We have to have a plan in action. <laughs> I don't know a quick way out of town. So even if we put our suitcases in our car, I have no idea how to get out of town really quickly. So I said, we're heading upstairs. If 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 if, if, if the earthquake hits like and, and the whole place is shaking, we'll go outside and stand on the beach. And if if a, if a tsunami hits, we're going upstairs. Oh my gosh. So oh. I, think I, I sat on the I sat on the phone on the be, on the bed. I'm texting like is there tsunami warnings? Is there anything, you know, what's what's around in this area and do, do, can we hear the tsunami warnings and you know they're saying oh Hawks Bay is very big because of the shape of the, the bay it's you know it, likely if there's going to be a tsunami you'll be hit there and I'm like okay oh right, gosh and then of course it's about seven o'clock Perth time by that stage so I'm getting texts from friends and family are you okay and then I leant over and went to speak to my husband and he's sound asleep completely asleep <laughs> I had about three hours of sitting there thinking, oh, my God, am I going to get hit by this? <laughs> and he's sleeping through this drama. <laughs> completely. Sound asleep. Sound asleep. <laughs> the haircut of the Timbuktu episode uh, because it, it uh, relates to us very closely. Uh, we have a hair salon experience as well. So um, when we went to China, a lot of our friends recommended that uh, my wife should get a hair style done in China because that's something that Shanghai is famous for. So on the last leg of our travel, we said, oh, we have a, a spare day. Let's go shopping and let's go for haircut or hairstyle or whatever she does. And we went there and 
obviously the language and the translation and all those didn't work out very well so she wanted to get a hair uh, style slash hair colors done like hair uh, highlights and the translation wasn't done properly and they ended up bleaching her hair like white so <laughs> uh so i mean it is now a, a very good story to tell but that, like at that time when it was happening she was in <laughs> in very bad state and she was crying like anything I so she was freaking um, out poor thing oh yeah she freaked out but the lucky part was that that was the last second last day of our trip so there was no more photos yeah she she said goodbye china in a nice way so she didn't she we enjoyed china but the last time, last thing was a bit frustrating but hey we took the chance and it didn't pay off so <laughs> the hair cutting part always will reside with us all the time so every time anybody says oh we did the hair cut outside and i'm like ah i remember that story <laughs> anyway, that's yeah. great i love it yeah. um and your wife is indian too right so yes, indian, um yeah. having kind of very bleached very um pale hair would be even more of a, more unusual for her so yeah i was it was it was weird because i took everything very lightly and i'm like ha ah, yeah it's hair it's going to come back it's fine and i was actually laughing at her state and it was a bad choice of uh, emotions because she was she is very close to her hair and i think every woman is uh, it, it was not a great side after that so <laughs> i had to get her so many things after that to get her mood up so there you go. Things going wrong continues to be a very popular theme. And, you know, I do love that. It's good that we can have a laugh about these things after the fact or, you know, maybe even learn something for some of them as well. Um, so that is the end of the first part of this episode with my listener interviews. Next week, I have some more extended stories because I asked these listeners also just to tell me something, you know, a really special or really memorable um, part of their travels from uh, some some experience they've had. And they, of course, as you can probably guess, all told me fabulous stories. So they're coming next week. So you've got something more to look out for from these fabulous guests. So another big, big thank you and huge shout out to these listeners today. So thank you to Lily, Anuj, Anna, Jane, Richie and Genevieve. I'm so grateful for your willingness to be involved in this episode and for such brilliant chats, I just really got such a thrill out of speaking with each and every one of you. Um, now, I actually wanted to look up some stats and I thought I'd share with you that people have listened to the Thoughtful Travel podcast over its lifetime in no less than 182 countries. So that kind of feels like, you know, nearly the whole world. So it is pretty exciting. So this is, I guess, you know, that whole um, a big great gratitude episode for my listeners. Thank you, all of you everywhere. I would not have got to 200 episodes without having the, well, sort of pressure from listeners. I know if I don't get my episode out at the, at the usual time, which is uh, 6 a.m. here on a Tuesday morning, then I know that uh, I get messages. So thank you very much, listeners, for keeping me on track and also for all your fabulous support. Thank you so much to all the listeners who are also in the Facebook group. The Thoughtful Travelers Facebook group is one of my very favorite places online. And I did reach my goal. We hit 1,000 members uh, mid last week, which is really exciting. So come and join us there if you aren't there already. It's a lot of fun. There'll be some more info on uh, this episode and other parts about the episode 200 
uh, in the show notes. And the show notes are at notaballerina.com slash 200. Don't forget, you can also become a patron of the Thoughtful Travel podcast if you like what I do and want to help support it. And to find that info, you can go to notaballerina.com slash support. So, um, I mean, I'm just going to say it again. Thanks to all my listeners for being such fabulous people and for, you know, really being the whole reason that I keep making the Thoughtful Travel podcast every week. And I hope you enjoyed this very special episode 200. Thanks so much for listening. This has been another episode of the Thoughtful Travel podcast. Show notes and other information are at notaballerina.com slash podcast. Join me again soon for another chat about why we travel. Bye for now.